podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking at all the top players to target in game week 23. I'll be giving you a quick team update to show you how my best sides are getting on and sharing with you my transfer plans for this week. But before we get started, we've got an exciting announcement that we're going to have our first guest on the podcast. It's the Sun Dream Team World Cup winner, Ash, a.k.a. Fergie's Apprentice, who'll be joining us this weekend for a podcast. So please do like and subscribe to the channel and keep an eye out for that new episode. So the rest of February is going to be quite interesting on Sun Dream Team because there's quite a disparity in how many games the teams have got left. So we're going to start with some teams that have got the most fixtures remaining for the rest of February until we get the new transfers. And we're going to start with Manchester City. So they've got four fixtures in February left. They faced Nottingham Forest away this weekend. They have RB Leipzig away in midweek. And then in the following game week, they have Bournemouth away and Bristol City away. Um, so I'm going to start off with Riyad Mahrez. And actually, a bit of a disclaimer, Erling Haaland. The answer every week when it's Man City is pretty much Erling Haaland at the minute. Um, so if you've not got him in your team, your season's kind of over already. But just assume that Erling Haaland is going to be the number one on all of these lists ever. So we're going to start with Riyad Mahrez um, and he had a quiet game against Arsenal actually. So Man City had a really good result against Arsenal with a 3-1 win. Uh, disappointing for me as I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, but Mahrez I've got in my team and he didn't do very well in this game. Um, he was taken off in around the 60th minute. I'm not so sure that that was because he was having a bad game, but more that Arsenal were doing pretty well at the time. And Mahrez was kind of the full guy. I think Akanji came on in his place around the 60th minute and they had a formation change going to four at the back and Akanji was a big part of that. So I don't necessarily think it was all Mahrez's fault, but he didn't really have a great game in that one. But that being said, he has been really, really good since the World Cup um, and one positive I'm going to take from it is this could leave him fresh for the Nottingham Forest game. If he played 90 minutes against Arsenal, I wouldn't have been so sure that he's going to play um, this Forest game. And obviously with Pep, um, there is no guarantees, but I do think that he'll probably will start that one. The only person that might rotate in for him could be Foden. But in all honesty, I think that Phil Foden might come in for Grealish because Grealish has um, started six games in a row. So I think Mahrez is probably a safe pick on that right-hand side. He's got 11 goals, 5 assists, and he's pretty much rotation-proof recently. So I think Riyad Mahrez is a really good pick if you don't have him already. Kevin De Bruyne, he's a player that was a bit, little bit frustrating recently. He'd been a bit off the boil. Um, only a couple of games ago, he was left on the bench. Um, and he had been underperforming, but he had a really good game against Arsenal. Um, big mistake from Tommy Asu, but a really great finish from Kevin De Bruyne. Um, he got a goal, he got an assist in that game, and he got the star man. So I'm going to put him down as the second best player to target from Manchester City. Probably quite close up there with Mares, to be honest. Um, but he's a little bit more expensive than Mares, so it's, it's someone that you might have to sort of tinker with your team to fit him in if you haven't got the highest of budgets. But yeah, with goal and assist and a star man. And this season, he's got 18 assists and four goals. So we'd like to see a few more goals from uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Then this is a little bit a little bit out there. So Jack Grealish is not someone who I would usually pick on Sun Dream Team. He's not been that great for Man City so far, um, but he is picking up now. And like I said, he started six games in a row now for Manchester City. He was um, he was probably playing second fiddle to Foden probably in the first half of the season, but and he is only averaging overall two point four points per game. 
Um, but recently he has been picking up his form and now he's up to 4.4 points per game for his last five appearances. Um, so like I said, six games in a row. He's only blanked in two of his last eight games as well. The only, the only downside of this is, although he has only blanked in two of his last eight, they have mostly been rating points. He's not hitting double figures like, like a Mares or a Kevin De Bruyne might. Um, they are mostly sevens or assists. Um, but he has one goal, two assists in his last four games. So we are starting to see a bit more end product from him. And he did score that goal against Arsenal. So he is looking like a better pick. He did go off um, limping at the end of that game. But I do think he'll be okay for this next one. You can wait and see the lineups to see if he's going to be in it. I do think he could potentially be dropped for that Forest game, maybe for a rest. But looking at the rest of the fixtures, Leipzig, I think... Man City are probably going to go with their strongest team for Leipzig, and I think Grealish is in that at the moment. But Bournemouth and then Bristol, I think there's a good chance that he could feature in one or two of those. But coming on to Manchester City's defence, it's anyone's guess at the minute. It's really complicated to try and predict that Man City defence. Um, they had Walker, Diaz and Laporte starting for the Aston Villa game. I think Diaz came off at half-time for Akanji. And Rico Lewis, who was someone that was starting quite a few games in a row he was now out of the picture he's not played any minutes in City's last two games so that's a really confusing one if you brought him in um, so Walker Diaz Laporte started as kind of a back three in the Aston Villa game and then you had Bernardo Silva playing as like a hybrid left back it's sort of when when they're defending he feels in at left back but when they're attacking he goes into the midfield um, and then in the Arsenal game as well, you had Walker, Diaz and Ake instead of Laporte with Bernardo Silva doing that same thing. Um, so that means that Rico Lewis didn't play any games last week. But I do think that he could easily feature in this next game against Forest. He might not now be in the best lineup against RB Leipzig, but I think he probably still could feature against Nottingham Forest. So it would be worth waiting for the lineups potentially as he's quite a bit cheaper than the others. Um, I think Rico Lewis is probably going to be the player that either comes in now instead of um, Bernardo Silva to play that sort of um, inverted left back or Walker's played back to back games now as well so he could quite easily go in at right back as well so if you have got Lewis I think there's a good chance that he will play that Forest game and then there is always the chance he comes off the bench for RB Leipzig so I wouldn't be that concerned if you already have him but I definitely wouldn't be bringing him in specifically for these. Akanji is another really confusing one so he went from being sort of Pep's main guy, someone that was pretty much, well, no one's nailed in the City defence, but he was really in favour. Um, but now he's had two games where he's been on the bench. He's come on in both games, but he did start on the bench. So there's a potential that he could come in for this one. But if you were looking to bring in a Man City defender, it's going to be a really tough pick, to be honest with you. And I wouldn't trust that Forest game being their best lineup. I'm going to move on to Liverpool now and they're one of the other teams that have four fixtures in February. One of the teams with the most fixtures in February. Um, so these fixtures for Liverpool are Newcastle away. Then they've got a tough game against Real Madrid, but it is at Anfield. Then they are away at Crystal Palace and at home to Wolves in the FA Cup. Um, so Liverpool are quite an interesting one at the minute. So obviously we know how much they've underperformed this season and it's been a real big surprise. Um, but they did have a good performance against Everton in the last game. Granted, it was just Everton, but Everton were just coming off the back of a win against Arsenal. So I don't think we can really put that down to Everton being poor. 
One more interesting thing about Liverpool, though, is they've got a lot of key players coming back. We saw Jota get on. We saw Firmino get on the pitch. And we've got Virgil van Dijk, who's coming back as well. So they are starting to get back some of their key players. And I think this could really work in their favour. It obviously is a risk because their previous form hasn't been good. Um, I think they hadn't won in three games before that Everton fixture. But with some of these big players coming back and then having Gakpo as well, um, I think they should have a more familiar structure to the way they used to play. And I think that is going to benefit some of their players. So I'm going to say that Mohamed Salah could be, I know it doesn't sound that that shocking, but I think Mohamed Salah is going to be a really good option um, for this run of fixtures. So he's got an extra fixture over Harry Kane. So that, this is presuming they start all of the available fixtures. Harry Kane's got three possible games and Salah has got four. Also, Salah's now cheaper than Harry Kane um, after being previously quite a bit more expensive. So Salah, this could be a good time to get on him at a, a cheaper price. He's only 6% owned as well within the top 1,000. So it would be quite a big differential. Um, and one thing I found quite interesting is... Um, Although Salah, in our heads, at least to me, it feels like Salah's having quite a poor season. But he's on 17 goals and has six assists still. So if that's a poor season, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what it is. But I think Salah is a real good option. It wouldn't be to replace Rashford. It wouldn't be to replace Haaland. But if you have got Harry Kane and you're starting to get a little bit frustrated with him, Spurs, they beat City. They beat City. But they haven't been that good. Um, they weren't good in midweek and they've got a lot of injuries. So Salah to Kane could be a potential one I'd be looking at. Then I'm going to say Trent. And the same thing applies. So Trent, well, actually, it doesn't quite apply because Salah has actually been hitting good numbers. But Trent's form has been a lot worse than uh, what we expect from him usually. Um, so he's down to 4.8 million. So so much cheaper than how he started out the season. Uh, I think this one's a bit more risky than Salah, but it could be a good time to potentially get on him. The only reason being is that he has got these extra fixtures. So if you compare a, a Trent to a Reese James or a Trippier, I wouldn't even be considering it if they if they had the same amount of games, I think. But where he's got an extra two, Newcastle, Real Madrid, Palace and Wolves. I think the Real Madrid one, we can probably write off that it's not going to be a clean sheet. But I do think there could be potential there for other clean sheets. But he does have the attacking upside as well. Um, so he was unlucky not to get given the assist in that Everton game. I know the assists can get pretty frustrating. It, it was a clear assist to anyone watching, but it's not an assist on Dream Team because it did take a touch on the way through. But it is showing that he is getting in those good positions and putting in those good balls. And I do think that he could potentially get some attacking returns in this run of four fixtures. So I'm going to I'm gonna tip uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I know it, it's a bit risky, it's a bit out there, but I think, it's, I think it could be a good punt to potentially get on him early. I was looking at doing maybe Reese James instead of Trippier. And it doesn't have to be in, instead of Trippier. Now that Trent is down to 4.8, it doesn't have to be for a player as expensive as Trippier. But... I was looking at someone like Reese James potentially to replace Trippier um, just for a short amount of time. But then that's when I sort of looked into it and thought, actually, it's worth having an option for four fixtures. So that's that's why I'm potentially going to take a punt on Trent Alexander-Arnold. But it's not for the faint-hearted. Then I've just put down Robertson. The same thing sort of replies, applies, but I don't really feel that good about it. But he is only 3.9 million. So if you've got the same sort of logic and you're liking the idea that 
Liverpool could be back on the uh, on the rise and they have got more fixtures and but you can't afford Trent Trippi, um Robertson is a good option but I just don't think he has the same sort of upside that Trent Alexander-Arnold would have. If you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like on the video and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching there. Or if you're listening on one of our podcast platforms, please do give us a follow on there as well. But then we'll move on to Manchester United, another team with four fixtures. And they've just come off the back of a good result against Barcelona, 2-2 at the new Camp. So pretty much a good away uh, result there but not so good if you have got the Manchester United blocks uh, but I don't think you really would have expected a clean sheet there anyway but the four fixtures Man United have Leicester at home Barcelona at home Newcastle I put that down as home game but actually that one's going to be at Wembley because that's the Carabao Cup final and then West Ham at home as well three home games and one at a neutral ground is not bad at all no away fixtures there unless you wanted to count Wembley as an away fixture but that is looking like a fairly good fixture run Leicester's going to be a bit tough on defenders because Leicester have been really good going forward I think they've got eight games uh, eight goals in two games Barcelona is always going to be a tricky one in terms of defence, but they've Man United have shown that they can score goals against them. So people like Rashford and Bruno or attacking assets could be ones to look at. And West Ham haven't been that great this season. So I'm going to start off with Marcus Rashford. And again, I think he's essential at the minute. Um, to be honest, he's probably ahead of... You're going to have Haaland in your team anyway, but actually on form, Rashford's probably the best player in Sun Dream team at the moment. So Rashford is my first player to target if you don't have him already. I assume that most of you do. Um, he's averaging more than six points per game at the minute. He's got 22 goals and seven assists so far this season. I just think he has to be nailed in your team now. and He's scored in four games in a row. So Rashford is my top player to target from Manchester United. Then I'm going to go on to Bruno Fernandes. I think he's another brilliant option in midfield, and especially with all those fixtures. Man United are looking good going forward, so I think there's a good chance that he can get attacking returns in those games. He always seems to get the rating points as well at the minute, but with those attacking returns, it really does increase his chances of getting Starman if Rashford isn't already stealing it. Um, but talking of stealing it, Rashford did steal a penalty from Bruno Fernandes after the World Cup and we thought that Rashford would be the new penalty taker or at least I did but Bruno Fernandes has taken the most recent penalty for Man United as well so Bruno Fernandes probably is back on penalties so that's another plus for him and he's the second highest scoring midfielder just behind Kevin De Bruyne he plays every single game so there's not really any risk of rotation there either then looking on the defence of Man United then this one's a little bit harder to pick um, so in my opinion, I think Luke Shaw at the minute is the best um, option to choose in defence for Manchester United. I think he's got the most potential for attacking returns. He's got one goal and four assists so far, but he is only one point ahead of Dallow, who was injured for a big chunk of time. Um, so the whole time that Dallow was injured and Man United were keeping tons of clean sheets, Dallow is still up there as Man United's um, highest scoring defender. So now he's back fit. I think he could be a really good option as well. Um, so I'd put Dallow just behind Luke Shaw. Dallow didn't start the game against Barcelona, um, but he had played 90 minutes twice in a row for Man United, um, or start two games in a row for Manchester United. So Wan-Bissaka played tonight, but I do expect Dallow will be um, the most favoured right-back for Manchester United under Ten Hag. So I think Shaw, then Dallow are the best options. I'd then go on to say probably Martinez, and then it's a toss-up for me between Varane and Wambasaka because I don't think Varane can really play two games a week at the minute. Um, he's getting on a little bit. Great player, but 
he doesn't seem to he seems to be a bit of an injury risk so they seem to only play him sort of once a week the reason i've included all of them is because i know the manchester united block is quite um, popular or if you're going for two or three that's the order i'd have it in sure dallo martinez and then varan or i'm on one basaka then on to arsenal so we're now going down to three fixtures so it was city it was manchester united and it was liverpool that had the four fixtures arsenal only have three um, and that game week game week 23 they only have the one game which is away at aston villa um, then they face leicester away and everton at home this is going to be a really tough run, I think, for Arsenal. And um, it's really important they get a good um, a good result against Aston Villa because it's okay to drop points when you're in the title race or when you was in the title race. But the problem with Arsenal in recent time is they're not just dropping points in one game. They seem to drop points in a string of games. And since that loss to Everton, we then drew with Brentford now we've lost to Manchester City and before that we also lost in the FA Cup to Manchester City so that's pretty much four bad results now so it's really important that Arsenal bounce back um, but the best player I think to put in your team from Arsenal if they do bounce back is Bukayo Saka um, so he scored the penalty against Manchester City really well taken he's 4.2 million at the minute but he's probably going to increase before that Friday or for that Friday deadline um, but it's good to see that he's confirmed on penalties with Jorginho on the pitch. Obviously, Jorginho is a penalty master. Um, Thomas Partey's out injured at the minute, so that means Jorginho is going to be getting more minutes. Um, so I did think that Jorginho might step up, but it was Saka, and he put that one away. So I think that he's probably the best option from Arsenal at the minute. He's the third highest scoring midfielder in the game, and I still think he's priced fairly reasonably at that 4.2, or if it increases, it might go up to sort of 4.5. Um, but compare that to Mahrez, um, who's 5.7 at the time of writing. Um, Saka's above him, so he is really good value. Um, he's averaging four, point, uh, averaging four points per game, and he's on 4.8 over his last five games. So 4.8, Arsenal have had some pretty bad results over the last few games. So to have 4.8 points per game in that last five is still pretty impressive from Saka. Those fixtures, Villa, Leicester, Everton, they are all games that concern me because we're not playing well at the minute. But I do think that we have the potential to score in any of those. So Saka is a really good pick for me. If you haven't quite got the budget for Saka though, I think Erdegaard is a completely viable option at 3.2 million. I've actually got Erdegaard in my team myself at the minute. Um, and he's only 12 points behind Saka overall. So at almost well, 1 million cheaper, he's only 12 points behind. So he's a real good option if you're looking for someone a little bit cheaper. I just think that Saka has a little bit more upside with those penalties and getting himself in more attacking positions. The defence of Arsenal though, I'm feeling a lot less confident about Arsenal's defence at the moment. Um, but if you were looking to target them for this run of fixtures, Villa, Leicester, Everton. I, I do think we could probably get clean sheets against maybe Villa and Everton. But that Leicester game is standing out to me as being trouble away at Leicester. They're in really good form now with Madison back. I'm not so confident about that one so I probably won't go near this Arsenal defence but if you were going to do it I think it has to be either Saliba or Gabriel and I'd probably lean towards Saliba at 3.1 he defended really well against Haaland in the last game although he did go on to score a goal um, but I think he dealt with him quite well Gabriel on the other hand looked a little bit shaky quite a few dodgy passes as well Gabriel normally does have um more upside when it comes to attacking corners and things like that but for an extra 
almost million, I'd say Saliba's probably better value. Then on to Spurs, and I don't have that much to add on this one, um, and it's not because I'm an Arsenal fan, um, but they have three fixtures in February. They have West Ham at home in the game week 23. Um, then they have Chelsea at home in game week 24, and Sheffield United away in the FA Cup. Now, the only person I'm going to tip from Spurs, and it's probably not going to be a big surprise, is Harry Kane. He's averaging 5.2 points per game, but he has got back-to-back -back blanks at the minute. And there's a few things going on at Spurs that might be contributing to them not performing as well. Um, they've got a few injuries in midfield. They had to put out quite a young midfield um, against AC Milan in the Champions League in midweek. And also Conte, he was ill. Um, I think he had some sort of operation, so he was missing from a few games. He was back for the last one, I believe, but then I think I read that he won't be there for this one either. So there's quite a few things going on that might be causing them to not perform at their best at the minute. But Harry Kane is on 19 goals, 4 assists and 166 points. I feel like he's having a pretty good season still, but the only reason I would consider maybe not having him is because earlier, Mohamed Salah having potentially an, uh, an extra game over Harry Kane. Um, and then Salah, who we think is having a poor season, he's actually not that far away. So 19 goals for Kane, 17 goals for Salah, four assists for Kane and six assists for Salah. And there's only two points between them. So although it does feel like Kane's having a much better season than Salah, actually when it comes to dream team points and attacking returns, Salah's actually right up there. So with an extra game, I'm leaning towards having Salah in my team. I'm going to feature Leicester in this one as well. So Leicester on three fixtures too. Um, they have Man United away. Then in the following game week, game week 24, they have Arsenal at home and Blackburn at home in the FA Cup. So I tend to not want to put people in my team at this time of the year that aren't playing in Europe, but Leicester have been really impressive over the last two games, and they have still got free fixtures like some of the other European sides that have played their first game last week, or Arsenal that um, haven't played their Europa League fixture yet, that's coming up um, in the next round. So James Madison I'm going to start with at 5.5 million. He is very expensive at that price for a non-European player. Um, but he does have a really good goal and assist threat, and he is really on it. Since he's been back, Leicester have been playing a lot better, and they've scored eight goals in their last two games. Um, James Madison as well is on nine goals, five assists so far, and he does regularly pick up that star man as well for Leicester. So it is a punty one, and it feels a little bit worse because he's a punty one that is going to cost you. Um, but if you really are chasing or looking for a differential, he could be up there if you if you have the appetite for it. One thing to consider as well that sort of did come into my mind, um, it's a bit of a soft factor, but United have had a pretty tough game against Barcelona tonight in the uh, in the Europa League game. They've also had a really busy fixture run too. So could Leicester benefit from facing Man United? in amongst a really busy, congested fixture period. This could be a good game for goals for Leicester. I know you wouldn't want to hear it if you have got those Man United defenders. Then on to Newcastle, and it's kind of feeling like um, a sad time where we're starting to move away from some of the Newcastle players now. They only have two fixtures left. 
They face Liverpool at home and then Man United at Wembley for the Carabao Cup final. So two pretty tough fixtures while some of the other teams are playing four games. So that really does limit the potential for some of your players to score points. Um, I would be avoiding bringing in any Newcastle players at this point because of the difficulty and the lack of volume of fixtures. Um, the one question mark I have got with Newcastle is what to do with Kieran Trippier if you have him already. I, I wouldn't specifically bring him in for these games, but if you had him already, he's been such a good player to own. Um, and it's a little bit difficult to move him out for that reason. Um, and when I was trying to decide what I want to do with Trippier, what I, was, I was thinking about do I want to bring in Reese James for him? Do I want to bring in Trippier for him? One thing I've decided to look at because the fixtures are difficult, is how does Trippier perform against the top six sides? Um, so I brought that up here. It's, I've taken this from a tweet that I put out. Against Manchester City, he scored five points and got a 7.5 rating. He scored a goal in that one. Um, they did concede three goals in that game, I think it was. Um, so that makes it a bit more impressive that he still got the 7.5 rating. Then against Liverpool, he did get minus points in that one. He got two points. But he managed a 6.9 rating in a game where they conceded twice. Um, so it kind of shows that even when they concede goals, Trippier is still scoring points. Then against Man United, he got 13 points, a 7.4 and the Starman Award. He got the Starman Award against Tottenham as well, 8 points and an 8.2 rating. Then against Chelsea, 7 points, a 7.6 and an assist. And then against Arsenal... He got 13 points, 7.5 and an assist. So he really is racking up the points against the big six teams. So if I had in my head that I wanted to take him out because the fixtures were difficult, this has kind of not helped me with that decision. It's made it a bit tougher to work out, but I thought that information is quite interesting. Then finally on to another team that have two fixtures um, and that's Chelsea. So they have Southampton at home, which on current form looks like a really good fixture to target. And then they have Spurs away in that London derby. So the same with Newcastle. I really wouldn't look to bring in any players with just two fixtures coming up. Um, I was initially considering maybe a sideways move from Trippier to Reese James with that Southampton um, home fixture in mind. But actually, Reese James has now played 90 minutes in two games back to back. So I would be a little bit worried that he wouldn't start that Southampton fixture, I think. Or if he did, he probably would only play around 60 minutes because he has had quite a bad injury record lately. The only other person that I'd be relatively interested in is Yao Felix. But with those two fixtures, I just think there are a lot better options out there. And he is a striker too. So I probably would put that one on hold maybe until next month if you were considering it. Now on to my team updates then. So this is my vlog team. It's got 83 points for the game week and it has a total now of 1,522 points. The overall rank hasn't moved much this week. I've gone from 1.7k to 1.8k. So not much of a change there. Um, and then transfers remaining. I've still got four transfers left in this team. So starting with the goalkeeper, I've got David De Gea in goal. So we've got the clean sheet against Leeds. Done well in that one. But he did concede two against Barcelona. And it actually did look like he had a pretty good game in that one. But conceded two and got no points. Or got minus points in that one. Kieran Trippier. He only got the three points against Bournemouth. Um, might have expected more. Might have expected the clean sheet in that one. But that was wiped out quite quickly. Then Luke Shaw. He got me 14 points. That was a really good showing from Luke Shaw. And I'm 
pretty happy having him in my team, but those points did come against uh, Leeds in that first game, not Barcelona. Then Ake, and he's been really disappointing since I brought him in. I think I've had three blanks in a row now from uh, Nathan Ake, and it hasn't helped that this Man City team is rotating quite a lot. I still do think that Ake probably is in Manchester City's best lineup, but with them playing twice a week, there is a chance now that he probably only plays one of those, but he could still come on as a sub, so I'm going to stick with him for now. Bruno Fernandes got five points this game week. I'm happy with how he's doing. He's ticking along just fine. I've got Kevin De Bruyne. I was getting a little bit worried about him, but I was he is the sort of person that I do keep in my team, and he delivered against Arsenal. He had to do it against my team, didn't he? Um, but he got a goal, assist, and a star man, 15 points for the week, so he's doing really well. Mares, 10 points. Not so good against Arsenal, but he did have a really great game against Aston Villa, so I'm happy to keep him in as well for now. Erdegaard, he's the one player that I did transfer in this month. Just the three points against Brentford and nothing against Manchester City. But with those fixtures coming up, they are fairly good fixtures if Arsenal can turn it around. So I'm going to keep Erdegaard as well. Then I have Rashford, 13 points. He's on fire. Kane, who got me no points. And then Haaland, who got me 13. So I'm fairly happy with how that's been so far this week. The real disappointments are probably Ake getting no points from those two fixtures. And then Kane blanking in a double game week. That's that's a pretty disappointing one, actually. I would have expected some points from him. So I'm looking at transfers now for this team. Um, and I've added it to it here. I've got 62.7 as my team value. And I've got 0.8 in the bank. And now looking at this, for the reasons I've mentioned previously, I'm now looking to move Harry Kane to Mohamed Salah. And I'm almost certain I'm going to do that this evening ahead of the price changes. Um, you've got Salah, who's predicted to increase by 0 0.2. Um, and that's from FF Stuff. There's a site called FF Stuff you can check out where they do predicted price increases that are pretty accurate. Um, and then Harry Kane, he's predicted to fall by 0 0.3. So I'm going to make that change um, ahead of the deadline. Now, this is where it gets a little bit interesting and... I'm thinking about taking some risks. I've not had much of a change in my rank here, and I think a lot of teams are looking the same at the minute. And I just have this feeling, I know you can go with the stats and the data and form and all that, but sometimes you just have a feeling. Um, and I just think it makes sense to try and move to a Trent Alexander-Arnold who's got four fixtures. I'm going to try and bank on Liverpool maybe picking up some form now they've got all their players coming back. Um, I've already brought in Salah for Kane or going to bring in Salah for Kane, but I'm looking at Trent Alexander-Arnold now. He does play a lot of the games, and out of those four, I think he plays at least three. Um, the FA Cup fixture, he might not play, or if he does start on the bench, he could come on. So I'm wanting to bring Trent into my team. Um, it probably is going to just be short-term while they have an advantage on the fixtures. If it goes well, I'll keep him. But the decision I'm trying to make is who I bring him in for. Now, at first glance, I was thinking it would have to be Trippier. Um, because Trippier is expensive and Trent's exp expensive. But actually, Trent isn't that expensive now. And I have got a bit of money in the bank. Um, so having a look at it, I could actually do Trippier. Or I could do Ake. Now, Ake could defeat the object a little bit. Because Ake could have four fixtures. Um, and Trippier only has two. But realistically, is Ake going to play all four of those that's the problem there could be it could quite easily happen that Ake only plays two of the fixtures and then 
if Ake's got two fixtures and Trippier's got two fixtures, I'd probably say Trippier's the, the better pick there. But it's going to be a tough one to decide. But I'm going to wait because the Manchester City game is the earlier game on Saturday and the Newcastle game is a little bit later. So I'll be able to have a look at the Man City lineups and then make a decision where based on Man, uh, Man City's defence that's out at the time. If Ake's starting, I still think I might keep Ake for that Forest game and move Trippier um, to Trent. But if Ake isn't starting, it's going to be a tough decision. Because if he doesn't start, I still think he's going to maybe start that RB Leipzig game. But I'd be more inclined to maybe stick with Trippier and move Ake to Trent if Ake doesn't start that first fixture. So... That one's to be confirmed, but I do think I'm going to do it. So expect to see Trent Alexander-Arnold in this team. My first edgy pick in a little while as well. So could backfire, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with it. Salah in for Kane and then Trent on Saturday, either for Trippier or Ake. Let me know in the comments if you think I've lost my marbles. Then moving on to my second team then, my second best team. And this one's falling away quite a bit from my, from my best team. And that is going to be the case potentially if I do keep them different like I'm trying to do. Um, so I've got 66 points this game week and a total of 1,472. The overall rank was 5.2k uh, and it's now 5.3. So again, there wasn't much in it this week, uh, not much of a move, but no points for the City defenders. So I've got the Hayring goal. I bought in Rico, well, I didn't bring in Rico Lewis. I already had him for quite a big period of time. But he didn't play any of the games. Two games this week, he didn't play any of them. No minutes at all. So, did not play for Lewis. Trippier, three points. Share no points. Obviously, I'm going to have the problem with these Newcastle players that only played twice. Then I've got Ake as well. So, he played twice and got no points. So, yeah, the fixtures aren't always everything. Um, so, no points from my City players. No points from Share, but three points from Trippier. Then, the rest of this team is pretty familiar. So, I've got De Bruyne, Mares. And Bruno, Haaland, Kane, Rashford. So despite Manchester City's defence being really difficult to predict, I think I'm still going to try and do it. Um, obviously, like I said, with Newcastle, I'm going to get. I'm looking to move these two Newcastle defenders out and bring in Manchester City defenders to try and complete that Man City block. But it is a bit risky because. There is so much rotation. They've got so many available defenders at the minute and it's quite unpredictable to choose the right pairing. But I think I'm going to wait until I see the lineup for that Nottingham Forest game. I'm going to keep Ake there. I'm going to keep Lewis there. And I'm going to try and just put in the two for Trippier and Cher that are guaranteed to start. So that's pretty much my plan for the minute and then I'm probably going to save the rest of the transfers for later on in the month. I'm going to keep Harry Kane in this team. I'm bringing in Salah for the other one. But I think I'm just going to keep Kane in this one because if the Salah one does go wrong, at least I'll hopefully get the uh, the Harry Kane points here. If he if he miraculously gets a hat-trick or something, at least I'll, I'll get a little buzz out of this team. That wraps up this episode, so thank you very much for watching. If you've enjoyed it, please do like and subscribe to the channel for more Sun Dream Team content. And obviously keep an eye out as well for that next episode, which is going to have Sun Dream Team World Cup winner Ash, a.k.a. Fergie's Apprentice on it. And also if you listen on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. So we'll see you on that next episode. Sports Social Podcast Network.